Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. And uh, today, the three of us are going to be chatting <laughs> about the CCR we've been reading lately, um, just for fun, fun reading. And so I've had a couple good ones that I'm excited to talk to you about, and uh, Valerie and Narelle were saying before we started that they do as well, so that's exciting. And um, we're going to start with Valerie. We're just going to oh. jump in. <laughs> I have recently read um, A Sparkle of Silver by Liz Johnson. Um, this is, um, I think I've read this entire series in reverse order, like three, then two, <laughs> then one. And I, I wouldn't know why that is, but I'll tell you that it doesn't actually matter because <laughs> while there are um, similar themes and a similar setting, the characters don't actually cross over really. So there's this Go ahead, read them whatever order you like. Um, they're, they're standalones. They're all set on the Georgia coast. And each of them has kind of a historical mystery or treasure hunt to solve. So in this one, we have Millie, who is very devoted to her grandmother, who is um, has dementia and she's in care. And Millie is has just found out that her mom will have her grandmother will have will lose her spot in this care home because Millie can't afford to keep up the, the payments and um, so this is a really big problem uh, her grandmother has like done everything for her and she's but her grandmother had lost everything in a crisis years ago and now um, this is kind of the the end of the road as far as that but but Millie also knows she can't take care of her grandmother because she did that for as long as she could so when her grandmother drops the hint uh, a hint that leads Millie to search for her great-grandmother's diary at a historical estate that's now open for public tours then she decides she needs to go there and try to find this so it would be her grandmother's mother right, who had left this diary. So um, she gets caught by the security guard, Ben, who she convinces to help her continue the search. So the two of them are like running all around this estate for week after week, after closing hours, in the dark, whatever, <laughs> looking for this diary, looking for this treasure, because that the diary hints at because this is going to be um, going to prove her grandmother's heritage is linked to this fancy estate whatever so he has his own reasons for being there which she doesn't know because she thinks he just likes her I guess um, but they're neither of them is telling the other one quite everything so it is fun and if you like a little treasure hunt and it's not a mystery per se but I mean there's kind of those elements to it it's not a time slip we were never back in that time period but there's a lot of information about it still so yeah that That's is the one the one of that series that I have read um, oh yeah yeah I think that's the one that's it's probably number one in the series which would make sense no you said it was two. it would 
Or no, is it this number? is the first one in oh, the this series, is the first but, one. Okay. but the third yes. one that I read. Okay, then that is the one that I've read, and Narelle probably yeah. has a nervous twitch that you read them back. <laughs> uh, did, did you look at my face? I didn't. I, I missed it. I, I didn't. I, I, was... probably, I try to keep my face calm, but I'm like, how can you read them in reverse order? But some really best standalones that don't have characters that connect. Well, firstly, as an author, I find it weird that people write that way. I always if I write a book I've always got a side character somewhere that is really interesting that distracts me um but yeah so if they are purely standalone in a setting then it doesn't matter what order you read it in it but they're still listed one to three so there's that part of my brain that wants to do number one first <laughs> well in that case it's a sparkle of silver and yes. you go ahead and, and read number yes. one and, yes. and then see. yes I think that I did enjoy excuse me I think I did enjoy number three the most though so there you go Okay, that's all right. So, I'll get so, there. <laughs> probably why I read number one last. Right, right. But um, but yeah, she's she's a definitely a good author, yes. and this is traditionally published. So I think that they uh, kind of push a little more towards standalone within a yeah. series, like more yeah. this kind of linked books, as opposed yeah. to those of us who write indie. Um, we're all about very tightly knit series and overlapping characters and siblings and best friends and all that stuff oh yeah sure. yep. yeah all over it all right so my first one i'm gonna go next yeah because narelle only has two and valerie and i each have three that's why so <laughs> the two was the number so i we, yeah so i'm not actually failing just so no, you all know no no it's fine <laughs> no, no we're overachieving no here there's yes. no failure here <laughs> But Valerie and I get gold stars. I'm just because yeah. <laughs> we're overachievers. Right. Yes, we're nerds. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, his secret daughter by Lori Larson, and um, this is set in New York City. And what I really kind of loved about it the, uh, is if you have if you grew up reading Harlequin novels in the 1980s. Um, yep. This has that 1980s New York City Harlequin category romance vibe to it. Oh, um, yeah, it, um, <laughs> that's fun. It's on my TBR. I think it's actually in my Kindle. It's I've got about 1900 and something unread books in my Kindle. <laughs> I dared to look at the number. Oh, so it's. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, there. I know. Yeah. I know. It's. It's interesting. I'll never get bored. Apparently yeah, no. I'm an underachiever in this case. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's got that sort of vibe, um, you know, uh, business woman who's clawed her way to the top as a single mom um, in her, you know, top of her field on her own merits, doesn't need a man. And uh, this uh, extremely wealthy somewhat reclusive New York City CEO and I mean it's it's just got all the right little things um to it and and so it was an it was an entertaining read um especially once I pinned down I'm like why what is the the vibe that I and it's it really is just that sort of or like the movie um Working Girl which yep. is a terrible title but the movie is not about like a hooker <laughs> it's a great movie i saw that at the cinema i still yeah. remember seeing that movie um, melanie griffiths melanie yeah. griffith 
is uh, uh, Staten Island Bucks. wannabe. Bucks. But it, okay, but it's that same sort of feel. <laughs> Woman who fought her way up, and that has Harrison Ford, which is fantastic. Um, so, um, so, so there were. Um, it's it's just got that vibe. Um, there was less. I'd call it clean, not Christian. Um, I don't remember. Valerie, you read it. Was was there a faith arc? I don't really remember. I have read about 20 books since I read okay. that one. Um, I, so I don't specifically remember. Okay. Um, I, I was if there's a faith arc, it's very light because I'm not I'm not recalling it at all. But um, which isn't bad, just so you know, don't go into it looking for heavy duty faith arc. Not gonna find heavy duty. Um Narelle, what's yours next one? Okay, so my next one, I actually have a print book, Ooh. is Angela Ruth Strong's Husband Audition. So this book had been sitting on my bookshelf. It took, with all the supply chain issues, I mm-hmm. ordered this, pre-ordered this book, and it arrived at our Aussie bookstore chain so late that they actually had to send me an account to pay it because the credit card thing had expired. Oh, on the pre-authorization. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Like, oh, why have I got an account? The lovely lady at customer service said, oh, that's because of this. I'm like, okay, here's your money. But anyway, it was worth buying. <laughs> and what's really exciting about Husband Auditions is that um, Angela's got two more books coming out that are minor characters in this book. So I'll give you some clues on that in a minute. But this <laughs> one is super fun. It's set in Portland, Oregon, which is a city I've visited. So I've actually been to a couple of the places that oh, are mentioned in the book. So for me as an Aussie, that's, that's very exciting. <laughs> and it's a rom-com with the brother's best friend trope. And so we have Mary, who's a nurse, that's her day job, and she's the last of her single friends, um, That's of her single friends who's not married. So she arrives at her brother's doorstep because she needs to stay at his house for the summer because her last single best friend has got married today and turns up with a suitcase and is basically lands there because she has nowhere else to live at the moment. Aww. So she's got to work out what she's going to do. So she's feeling very much the outsider with all her married friends. And so she turns up and um, her brother, Charlie, is literally about to go to Ecuador. So he's really not in the story. He basically disappears and there's a spare room. So they rejig all the rooms and she ends up staying there with Gemma, who is in book two. So the next book that comes out will be Gemma's story. And she's a beautiful blonde actress who has men just falling over her to get her attention. And has no clue. (laughs) I know it's it's hilarious and she's a Christian as well and she has um very um she has really good Christian morals as well so it's they fall all over her and she just yeah it's hilarious and she has no clue like yeah it's it's Um, amazing yeah. yeah, so I can't wait to read her story. Yes, I'm not going to say what it is because it's actually the beginning of that story is actually in Husband Auditions. And didn't then we she, also have... Hmm? Didn't she announce the titles in March? I feel like she announced the titles to the next two in March. Probably, but I haven't written it down. Okay. So That's I don't okay. have them. Okay, All right, so Gemma's mind. the second one. Then the other, the, the other roommate is... Um, Kai so he's the hero in the story and so he is one he's he's described as being lazy but I wouldn't actually say he's lazy he's in terms he's not passive and he doesn't it's not like he just lies on the couch all day and drinks beer and watches although he does (laughs) he does do that as well he does have oh yeah he does have a butt spot on the um yeah that's (laughs) 
a place uh, there's a dent on the couch where he sits yeah it's, it's one of the jokes in the book it's just, as I said this book's hilarious okay so he but he has a job like it's not like he's unemployed sitting on the doll if you do you know what the doll is if I say that that's unemployment oh, yeah, benefits. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's actually a cameraman and works overnight, the graveyard shift, so he sleeps during the day. And he's one of those people, he's Hawaiian heritage, and he's very much got the Islander vibe going, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, But he does get to places on time, which is very commendable. He doesn't run late. <laughs> He does stuff on time. But anyway, so he's working at this TV station as a cameraman and he really needs to do something more exciting with his life. And he, there's a local TV drama that's being filmed in Portland. He thinks, oh, it'd be great to get a job as a cameraman there, but I'm going to have to get a demo or something together to prove why they should hire me. And so we have um, Mary turns up with a suitcase and one of her very helpful um, friend's grandmothers has given her a 1950s article with 101 tips on how to um, attract a man and get a husband. And so she mentions this, how offended she was by this in passing. And, of course, Kai's there and thinks, oh, that's really interesting. And so a few things happen and he ends up convincing Mary to um, to create a YouTube channel with him where he films her trying to attract a husband using all these 1950s methods. And it is hilarious. It is really, really funny. It's one of those books that you will laugh out loud. Some rom-coms, um, the humour sometimes you get, sometimes you don't, but this one has a lot of very interesting situational comedy that works really well. And, I of course, they, well. yeah, yeah. So of course, I have seen you. Probably last yeah. summer, but when it first <laughs> came out, but I did, I loved it, yeah. Yes. So it's lots of fun and um, I recommend reading this one. And I'm really looking forward to the second one with Gemma and then the third book in that will be coming after that is Charlie, which is Mary's brother's story as well. So good times ahead for the rom-com lovers. <laughs> yes, excellent, yes. excellent. Valerie? Um, the second book that I have read recently is Carolina Breeze by Denise Hunter. Uh, it's the second book. Um, you'll be glad to know I read these in order. <laughs> Not that book in the Bluebell <laughs> series about three siblings, so they're more closely linked, more linear, uh, who make their parents' dream of changing their historical home into a uh, bed and breakfast um, a reality. The parents have passed away when the youngest is still in high school, so the older two siblings return. Uh, and they take the inheritance money and they they turn it turn the house into a bed and breakfast and they're going to allow their youngest sister to graduate from high school and then they'll get the, have the in running and then they'll sell it and they'll divide the funds and nobody you know whatever so okay. um, this is uh, the second book and it's Levi um, the oldest of the three the only boy he gave up his dream job in Denver to return to North Carolina when when their parents passed away. And he is plain and simple, a control freak uh, to the point where um, there's a few times I just kind of wanted to reach through my Kindle and box his nose just a little like, so the, the younger one, she is still in high school. The youngest one is Grace, I think. The, the other one is Molly. Now, now I'm second guessing which is which which name goes with which but um he he feels very responsible because his dad's final words were take care of your sisters right so he's like taking that like 
to heart to the point where he's barely allowing them to have their own lives and he's the hero so you're kind of like dude just (laughs) down chill um they it's okay if they have opinions and um girls should not have opinions <laughs> oh wait! Partly the guy, probably partly the guy thing. Partly um, that he's the oldest, and partly that his dad told him to take care of his sisters, right? So, so I mean, it, it's believable, it's fun, um, but there was definitely um, moments in there, and um, apparently, I oh no, there we go. I did write down about her. I'm like, wait a minute, this is all about him. Um, the famous actress Mia. Emerson had been jilted a few months before and she hadn't planned on using her honeymoon package that she could not get a refund on. But because a scandal erupted in Hollywood at just that time, she went off to Bluebell Inn for a few weeks and ta-da-da, ta-da. fell in love with Levi. Yeah. Although there was a couple times I wondered why fall <laughs> <laughs> in love with him because he's not being all that nice to his sisters. Um, but it did, I mean, it panned out. It wasn't unbelievable. It was just sometimes too believable in that yeah. you just kind of wanted to, yeah. Anyway. Sounds fun. Well, yeah, it does sound fun. It's a, it's a good series. Um, um, yeah, the, the first one, there's a, a, a sister, uh, Molly has, she's much more the bubbly. Everything <laughs> is great. We can do it all. Um, and and the famous reclusive author who comes to visit the inn and then um the youngest sister has her book like a couple years later (laughs) yeah um, let's get her out of high school first yeah (laughs) she's still quite a lot younger than her siblings were in their stories um but uh yeah anyways it's it's a fun series so my second one, um, I finished the Striker Security Force and I talked about last month in what I was reading, um, Sarah Blackard, uh, that I was reading through the box set of the Striker Security Force <laughs> books and yeah. I had had uh, two left last month. So I did finish those. Um, Honoring Lena is the last one, the very last one. And I probably... I want to say my favorite of the whole series. Um, and Sometimes the favorite is just the one you read most recently, right? It, it can be. <laughs> it can be. But I love the fact that in addition to tying back to the first book, so there's like this whole um, mission that goes awry that sort of starts off the whole series. And so you get resolution to what happened and how and all of that kind of thing, which is really nice to see. Um, you know, you want the bad guys to get their comeuppance. And um, and then it also very, she has, Lena has, um, she's from Alaska and she has a lot of siblings in Alaska. And so it's a great setup for another series, which I believe is actually a series um, in existence I'm a sucker for Alaska as a setting. Um, yeah. There's something about Alaska that makes it just a fantastic setting. Um, so Alaska plus siblings plus yeah. romance. And we've got Beth. Yeah. For, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's one one of many ways. It's not certainly <laughs> the only way, but it is, it is 
pretty much a guarantee if, if that's what you have that I want to read it. So, um, so I'm looking forward to, um, uh, her last name is Rebel, Lena Rebel, her family name is Rebel. So I, and I believe I saw that the series has Rebels something in it. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, again, I was pleasantly surprised because I see these books marketed as uh, sweet and clean, but they all have a really, really strong faith element um, in it, you know, not wishy-washy. I'm not just seeing it because I want it to be there. It's, it's there. Um, and I like that. Um, cool. So, yeah. Though it sounds like there might be readers who are expecting not to see that who might be unhappy. I hope not, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a possibility for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your next one, Narelle? Okay, my next one, I don't have a book cover for this one to show you. Um, and it's Turn to Me by Becky Wade. It's the third book in her Misty River series. So thank you to NetGalley and Bethany House for giving me an advanced reader copy to read. So I, this book's <laughs> released um, at the beginning of May. It's available. So it's the last one in the series, I believe. Yes. And this series is a, is quite a, the stories are quite deep and very sort of issues orientated. And I think I've spoken about the first one's day with me before. So mm -hmm. this is the third one. And this one is Luke's story. So he was um, one of the Miracle Five that survived the earthquake in El Salvador when they were young teens that went on the mission trip. And um, most of the characters that have been in this series have had a connect, or one of the characters there are connected into the town of Misty River. And Luke's brother died in the earthquake. And what had happened is Luke had, had been annoyed by his little brother and just basically just basically said, oh, you can go to the back of the line. Like, I'm, I don't want you near me. And because he sent his brother to the back of the line, he wasn't able to save him and he died. So he started with this massive baggage related to feeling guilty about the fact that his little brother died. And that's had a massive impact on his life. He left home at 18. And so when we meet him now, he's just come out of prison. So he ended up working in a chop shop and his very talented motor mechanic got caught up with these bad people and got caught stealing a car and they basically left him out to dry and he was basically on stuck holding the, um, the problem and got seven years in jail. So he's just, he's out of prison. And when he was in prison, he met um, Finley's father, who was in prison for manslaughter. And that's another story I'm not going to get into, but it actually wow. is relevant to the book. And so Finley's father was 50, I think, when she was born. So he's quite, he's, he was in his late 70s. He wasn't a young man. He passed away in prison and Luke was actually with him. I think it was a heart attack. And he asked Luke to promise him that he would go and see Finley and help her do this treasure hunt that he'd set up. So Finley and her father had basically had this history of doing treasure hunts together. Um, her mother has never been involved in her life. Um, basically, she was married and was married to some a man in the military, had an affair with Finley's father. She didn't want the baby, so she basically handed the baby, which is Finley, to her father and, and walked away. So... Um, both these characters have the most enormous amount of baggage and backstory. So we start the story with um, Finley, who is um, very much a, a flower child, vegan, hippie type, although she is a Christian. Um, so don't, don't take that the wrong way. Um, 
because <laughs> you know, often if you start talking about people like that, people assume that they're not, but no, she is a Christian, but she is absolutely adores animals. So has a real heart for animals. And so she has this animal shelter where she takes in dogs and puppies and the puppies in this story are absolutely adorable. <laughs> so Luke turns up, he's just out of prison. She gives him a job at the animal shelter. And then in the story, they need to work together to solve this treasure hunt mystery. So I really love the mystery element in the story. Although one thing I will say is it probably took me until about 20% to actually not be like pushing the characters away because you know how you go into somebody's head and it wasn't necessarily comfortable being in either of their heads it took me a while to really understand why Finley was happy for this ex-con to turn up and be and embrace him so much in her life and it took me a while to warm to Luke to really see what actually happened to work out why he'd made the decisions he'd made. So don't be deterred if you start reading the sample and you're not quite sure about the characters because it's a fabulous story. The mystery element was amazing. Um, it really worked well with the romance. And there's also another little romance subplot in there. It's not a big subplot, but it's um, Ben and Akira's story. And Ben, if you've read book two, was the one who didn't get the girl. So you actually get to see Ben get a happily ever after. Like, so I'd like recommend, yeah, <laughs> I recommend reading this one, but it's not a light read and it deals with some pretty big issues. So you need to be prepared for that. Also, what is it about these people dying and telling somebody else what they need to do next, right? Because mm -hmm. you're saying Finley's dad did that. Promise me you'll do this. And then this book that I was just talking about by Janice Hunter, mm -hmm. dad saying, I mean, Yes, you can say to your kid, look after your sisters, but, yeah. but should you, maybe when, maybe when we're dying, we should just not heap stuff on the people who are near us. Or, or do it like look after each other. Like all of you need to look after, you know, don't not, don't single someone out. Like you guys are <laughs> siblings. You are family, be family, like, you know, yeah. more yeah. inclusively. I don't know. But yeah, but to be yeah, to be fair to this book, I mean, when you're in prison, you really don't have a lot of really good options of the people that are around you. I mean, let's be real about this. <laughs> he's not. It's not like he's like living in society. He's in prison with people that are there for some pretty big reasons. And I think what comes out, what I sort of probably drew out of the story, is that Finley's father saw the good in Luke and saw the potential in Luke. And really, what he's handing to him is, you can go and protect my daughter. And there's genuine reason as to why her safety needs to be protected which actually comes out so okay. it wasn't a throwaway line he's he did seriously have safety concerns that were valid and I think he also thought Finley could actually help you become the man that um you could be and he's he had a faith when he was younger he threw his faith in the bin God got thrown completely out the window because he basically let his brother die and so a lot of the story is Luke's redemption story in terms of, in terms of coming back to faith. And Finley is a very big part of that story as well, because she'd lost her fiance in a car crash five years earlier. Okay. So she decided that she was going to be single forever, that God allowed that to happen. And therefore she must be destined to have the gift of singleness. So she really wasn't looking for love at that particular point in time either. Yeah, so even though that as a plot device can be cannot work, I think that dying wish thing in this particular story, it actually makes sense. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I haven't read this one yet. I have read the first two. Yeah. That series. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get to this one. Although yes. the list 
the list on the Kindle is very long. Is it 1900? No, <laughs> no it is not. It might be, it might be 90. Oh, <laughs> it seems you'll enough. get there before me. <laughs> <laughs> seems long enough. Oh my goodness. We actually are running a little bit long. So I think we probably should call it there. Um, so sorry. <laughs> I had one more and I know Valerie had one more, but we well, why don't we just quick spit out the titles in like one line? All right, go one line quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jocelyn by Sarah Monson. It's a second book in her Sewing in SoCal series in which you have a city girl headed to the ranch for a team building retreat with her company. I could keep talking because don't. I could do run on sentences. <laughs> like, okay, but it's fantastic. Dude, that Enjoy is a fabulous it. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, my last one was um, The Billionaire's Secret by Megan Whistler, which Valerie talked about last month. Um, so go listen to last month's <laughs> And enjoy the book. Yeah, it, was it was really cute. It was really fun and a good start to um, a billionaire series. Christian billionaires who are not, you know, obnoxious billionaires throwing money <laughs> yeah. around and being being gross. So um, really fun. That yeah. Really That's fun. in my TBR. I need to bump it up higher yeah, into the, really the hundreds or the tens, <laughs> not the thousands. <laughs> yeah. the, old, the only one that really counts, Norelle, is whatever is hits number one on that given True. day. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's like in the top hundred. I have my own little bestseller list. <laughs> my, want, my want to read list is like a little bestseller list. Which one will I push up higher? <laughs> exactly. So we would love to know what you've been reading lately. Tell us in the comments and we appreciate you hanging out with us while we talk books. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, that's it for today. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. So in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.